Ion 2020, episode 32. Have 2020 vision with Eye on 2020, the podcast that brings you all the news and events in the lead up to the next presidential election. I am Ray Eaton, and I will keep you up to date as we approach November 2020 with a libertarian perspective of all the candidates and their policies, along with the news. Thank you for tuning in. Now let's clear our vision. Hey guys, it's Ray Eaton, your host of Eye on 2020, the place that you come to listen to all the news, all of the goings-on, all the things that are happening with regards to the upcoming 2020 election. It's only 2019, and I always say it, hey, a lot of you guys are not paying attention to what's going on, but go ahead and uh, pay, a t- pay a little bit of attention. You know, all I ask for is 20 to 30 minutes of your time every day, and if you put it on two times speed, it'll be... 10 to 15 minutes of your time every day to uh, hear a little bit about the news, the things that are going on, you know, with these candidates that are deciding to run for a, for the 2020 presidential election. I am only focusing on the 2020 election for the president of the United States. I'm not going to be getting into all these uh, senates or, you know, congressional district, like congressional races and all that. Don't really care about that. What really comes down to is, uh, you know, who's going to be president, right? Because that's the person that's going to gonna, you know, dictate the narrative, I guess, for the next four years after that. Donald Trump is doing a pretty good job at dictating what the news cycle is talking about every single week. I think he's a political expert in that field. And, uh, you know, every single week, it's all Trump all day on CNN, on Fox, MSNBC, and then on these evening shows. They always want to have you focusing in on what's going on up in the uh, up in the presidency, right? Or what up in Washington, or I guess down in Washington if you're listening to the Northeast, or over in Washington if you're listening to the West. I live in South Carolina, so I say up in Washington. But they want to keep you focused in on Washington. They want your mind focusing on that because they want you to. I guess it makes them feel relevant, right? And that that's that gives the government that you have lots of relevancy when you think that hey this is you know what they're doing up there is so important when in reality if you really think about it it's probably not quite as important as you think it is right or as they make you think it is um there's a little bit of brainwashing going on there i'm sure so i don't know i mean i think about that a lot and you know that's that's really what it comes down to is the news cycle they're trying to get viewers and the news puts out what people want to see and they've you know they've blown it up to an from a national standpoint like they can't focus in on south carolina politics or focus in on connecticut politics they gotta focus in on washington politics and make you feel like you know it's life or death what's going on up there and let's let's be honest the reality is it's probably not the case right but hey anyway i got your ears today and i appreciate you listening i really do uh, go ahead, if you can, go ahead and subscribe to the show. Go ahead and give me a five-star rating and review. Whatever podcatcher you're listening through, I appreciate you subscribing. And uh, it'll come to your come into your podcatcher every day, Monday through Friday. I am working hard 
to make sure that I find all the news stories and related events to this 2020 election so that you stay up to date, so that you can put together some really good memes, uh, so that you can be have the details of what's going on to talk to your friends about these candidates and things of that nature. I come at this thing from a libertarian perspective, so if you're new here, if you've never listened before, you'll be hearing a libertarian spin on the 2020 elections. Uh, I cover the Democrats a lot because obviously they're the ones that are announcing their candidacies, right? I cover the Republican, uh, the President, Donald Trump. I also have mentioned a few times about some possible candidates that might be running against Donald Trump on the Republican ticket because there are there is talk about that as well. Uh, and then I bring up some of these libertarian candidates as well. And another thing I'm going to be doing is digging into some of these third-party candidates, these other third-party candidates, and even some independent people as they decide to run. Now, the independents and the, and the third-party candidates, it'll probably be more like January or February of next year, 2020, when you start seeing a lot of the independents and a lot of the third parties start getting going. And the reason why is because they don't have the monopoly, I guess, on the, on the news, like the Democrats and Republicans do. The, they, the Democrats and Republicans, the news is constantly covering that stuff. So these candidates, they have to get there early, right? They have to put their name into the hat early so that they can be, have that first mover advantage in some ways to make a little splash into the, into the system. Whereas third party, oh, and also um, all the states will have, will have their primaries for the Democrats and the Republicans, but it's not like there's a not, there's not a libertarian primary or a uh, or a you know a Green Party primary per se. Like what the way that the third parties typically do is they'll have a little convention where people will come and uh, people that are appointed by the state, you know, the state of South Carolina, for example, will send people up that'll be voters for the libertarian candidate, and when they go to the libertarian national convention they will vote on who's going to be the candidate and those you know those candidates will give some speeches during the during the couple of days of the convention and then they'll have a vote to see who's going to run for the be on the vice president's ticket on the president's ticket they also vote for who's going to be the chair of the Na- of the libertarian national committee and things like that i'm pretty sure that's how the other third parties would would do it as well i'm i'm almost certain about that um, and then they, typically the independent candidates, someone that might run, you know, like a Howard Schultz from Starbucks, the uh, CEO of Starbucks, if he was going to run as an independent, um, you'd probably see him start <clears throat> talking about it towards the, talking more seriously about it anyway, towards the end of the year, 2019, but then probably by January or February, you know, all of the news coverage is going to be on the primaries, right? January, February, and March. It's going to be all primaries all day. Uh, you'll be up at 9, 30, 10 o'clock at night just, you know, watching the news and seeing the primary results coming in and, you know, who what, who won that state and how many points they have or how many, you know, how many people that they have to, I guess it's points. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's the way it works. And then, and then around March or April is probably when you're going to see more of the third-party candidates that are, you know, out there campaigning and so forth, or the, even the independents, they'll be out there campaigning, and that what their goal is to do is 
once the Republican have their Republicans have their nominee, once the Democrats have their nominee, that third party candidate will start, you know, putting their message out there as well. And then hopefully they can their goal is to get I think it's like 10 or 15% of the vote in the in the most in the polls that are out there in order to see if they're going to get on the stage uh, during the debates. We haven't seen that. We haven't seen a third party candidate on this on the debate stage since Ross Perot. I think he got in there in 1992, and also in 1996, they changed a lot of the rules back then, so that it was really hard for to get a third party candidate onto that st- onto that debate stage. So it's been nearly impossible since then. I think they changed that in response to Ross Perot. Ross Perot, he was a pop like he was a billionaire, but he was a populist guy that was against NAFTA. I think that's pretty much what he ran on was American jobs and, you know, protectionism and things like that, which is a very populist message. So that was that that's kind of the what's going to be going on for the next year or so. And something that I've been thinking about and I wanted to bring this up and that's uh I've been thinking about it all day is I don't know if you guys ever hear this, you probably do. There's always this idea that the next election is the most important election of our lifetime. I remember hearing it in 2000 and uh, not 2000. I didn't really, I didn't follow the 2000 elections too much. Um, but like we were coming off of Bill Clinton being the president of the United States. George W. George W. Bush was running against Al Al Gore at the time, and. I'm sure that the I'm sure that the news said it because that's what the news does. They spin it because they always want to make it sound like this is the most important election of our lifetime, right? Um, so I remember I remember back in 2000, a lot of the talk was, you know, Bill Clinton had had a uh, the deficit, the deficit spending. There was no deficit. There was a surplus going on, and everything was great and Al Gore was running on hey we're gonna you know keep everything going on you know keep the great economy that we have and everything else and George W was running on this idea of you know there's a surplus we're gonna give that back to the people and so forth but I mean I don't remember hearing about the most important election of our lifetime thing but in 2004 you did and that was because and I'm sure it went on way before that. I mean, I'm sure every election, I've even heard the 1980 election and the 1984 election, they were calling it the most important elections of our lifetime. And I'm sure they would even refer to it, you know, way back before that. But for my lifetime, it's been, always been talking, I mean, you always hear that. In 2004, you know, the Republicans were saying, we were just attacked by these uh, these Al-Qaeda people, and, you know, we just invaded I, I, Afghanistan a couple years ago in Iraq, you know, last year we had to invade Iraq, and, you know, this is so important that George W. gets reelected because of that, and blah, 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 you know, um, we need to continue to fight this war on terrorism, and yeah, we lied to you to get into the, get into Iraq, but you know, I just trust us, because we're gonna, you know, make things happen, you know, everything's gonna be great, as long as you keep George, you know, George W. Bush, as the president, 
and also he gave you some money back from these surpluses but you know we're not running surpluses anymore because we're spending trillions of dollars on wars but it's no big deal everything's gonna be fine you just have to vote for us right that's what they were saying i mean that was the big deal that you know this is the most important election of our lifetime and then 2008 you're hearing the same thing oh wait 2006 you're hearing it because you know it came out that george w was lying and all this stuff uh about the about the you know the war in iraq and the invasion in iraq and democrats were saying you know it's so important that we take over congress we need to be you know we need to be a counterweight against george w bush and everything else so they take over i think it was 2006 or so they take over the congress nancy pelosi becomes the uh the person in charge of congress the speaker of the house third in line to be president all that you know so then 2008 comes around and it's obama versus john mccain and this is the most important you know election of our lifetime uh the democrats or the republicans are still playing on fear right you gotta be you know we gotta be careful in this world that we're living we're post 9 11 and da 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 um and then the Democrats were saying it's the most important election of our lifetime because, you know, we can't have these endless wars going on. And, you know, Bush, Bush lied us in the war and Barack Obama is going to change the world. And, you know, hope and change was his thing. Um, and then the, the financial crisis hit 2007 and then into 2008 and everything was just going to crap uh, in the financial sector. Uh, people's homes were, you know, losing value fast. The stock market went from like fifteen thousand down to six thousand, uh, or not quite six thousand. It wasn't until Barack Obama got elected in like that first three or four months it went down to like six thousand. But um, hope and change was the big thing, you know, and the most important election of our lifetime. And then you got two thousand twelve, same or two thousand ten. Barack Obama's elected, and he rams through or the the Congress. He has control of the Congress. He has control of the Senate. Um, Supermajority, almost. And this the most important election of our lifetime. we got to make sure that Obamacare does not get passed and blah, blah, blah. 2010, the Congress is taken over by the Republicans. And the Senate uh, is almost taken over by the Republicans. But they already got, a, they already got Obamacare through. Uh, but the Republicans are going to get rid of it. They're going to start passing the bills to get rid of Obamacare and make it so it's not happening, blah, blah, blah. Most important election of our lifetime, right? 2012 comes around, and uh, the Republicans, we have got to get our get a Republican in office. This is the most important election of our lifetime because we got to end Obamacare. You got, you got Obama versus Mitt Romney. It's the most important election of our lifetime. Same thing with Obama, you know, the Democrats. This is the most important election of our lifetime. If if he doesn't get reelected, they're going to end Obamacare and we're going to go back to how it was under the Bush administration when, you know, the financial crisis was going on and they ran our country into the ground and everything else. 2014 comes around. Barack Obama's reelected in 2012 and in 2014, you know, Demo- I think the Republicans end up taking over the Senate and the House by 2012. 2014, Obama's. I don't remember that one being the most important election of our lifetime, but then by 2016, you're hearing it again, right? Most important election of our lifetime. We can't have uh, Donald Trump become the president, and, you know, the world's going to fall apart if he does, everything else, you know, and 
and you know Donald Trump is saying you know this is so important because we can't have a you know liar cheater Hillary and da 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 you know we got need someone to lead us and all this stuff you know and you listen to this oh in 2018 now they were saying it too I was reading some news articles about that and they were saying but 2018 really 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 one article specifically said that on Mother Jones really 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 is the most important election of our lifetime and people buy into this stuff man they really do i mean 2020 obviously is going to be the most important election of our lifetime if you read the news uh if you read what the democrats are saying if you read the republicans are saying then it's going to be the most important election of our lifetime it's absolutely going to be um but let, let me be honest with you guys none of these elections are the most important elections of our lifetime how does the federal government really affect you all they're doing is con- continuously taking more and more power and freedom away from you in exchange for promises of security. Promises of security. I would I would love to say in re- in exchange for security, but it's not. It's not even really security. It, it's promises of security. And when they promise you security, all that is is a payout to somebody else who is going to be profiting off of this potential that they might provide you with some security. For example, <clears throat> when the government says they're going to take over, you know, take over med- or give everyone Medicare, Medicare for all, somebody's going to end up profiting off of that. It's absolutely the case. Like that, the, these people, they act like they have your best interests at heart, but the reality is, is all they want to do is have more and more power because what that does is gives them the ability to maneuver in Washington around, I mean, it gives them the ability to, you know, get these lobbyists to guarantee votes to them, is what it does. And that's what they're trying to do, is shore up that power, shore up that ability to get reelected. And they want to have more and more control over that, over every aspect of your life, if they can, because that's going to allow them to give promises and false promises so that they can somehow get the money that they need to get reelected. That's all it is. Their their goal is to get reelected. They're not there to help you out. So when they talk about this is the most important election of our lifetime, Donald Trump, whether you love him or you hate him, hasn't changed the world that much. Barack Obama, whether you love him or you hate him, didn't change the world that much. Bill Clinton, way back, or George H. W. Bush, or George W. Bush, he changed the world a lot because he's the one that went and invaded Afghanistan. He's the one that went and invaded Iraq. He's the one that per- put us into perpetual warfare. So there is a lot of power to that presidency in the foreign, foreign uh, intervention aspect. But from a national standpoint, from the standpoint of where we are right now in our country, the president doesn't have that much power to make a difference unless the Senate and the Congress approve it. What we need, what we really need, is divided government, a constant situation of divided government. And that's how it becomes the most important. That's the most important part of an election, I believe, is keeping the government divided so that it can't get a lot done. And then the president 
needs to be somebody that is a peaceful president, somebody that wants to have peace across the world because somehow this military is the thing that probably is the one thing that changed the world in the in the 20th 21st century is the fact that George W was given the authorization to use force against Al Qaeda and they've taken that and they've invaded <clears throat> Iraq they've invaded Libya Syria um Yemen they're funding the Yemen war they're helping the Saudis in that Somalia they've gone everywhere everywhere that there is a suspicion of a terrorist they use that to go there and that's the that that's the one place where the presidency can make a huge difference is if you have a president that's for peace um but the most important election of our lifetime i i just cannot agree that it's ever the most important election of your lifetime and that's what they want to hype it up to sound like like because they try to sound like donald trump is so terrible or barack obama is so terrible and that's just literally to make you scared and to get you out there and vote and that's it so anyway in order to wrap up i just wanted to say hey guys i appreciate you for coming out and listening to the show on a daily basis episode 32 i'm glad i've made it this far i really appreciate all my listeners i'm noticing more and more listeners every day so tell your friends about the show go ahead and give me a rating and a review and also subscribe to the show um I don't know if you noticed this, I've had a little bit of a of chest congestion the last couple of weeks, and, you know, you hear me coughing and so forth, and, you know, trying to make sure that, you know, I, I put this show every single day, but just, you'll just have to get past that little bit of coughing here and there, guys, I appreciate, but I do appreciate um, all of my listeners, and this is the place where you're going to have a clear vision for the 2020 election, right? This is a place where we're going to, that I'm going to put together you know, a a reality check on this thing, because it is not a dire election, man. We're going into 2020. Um, You have Donald Trump, who, you know, at least at the very minimum, the guy is, uh, you know, sort of for pulling some of these, pulling away from some of these wars, right? Um, And then you got, from a libertarian perspective, you have, you know, some of these Republic or these Democratic candidates, you know, you have to keep a close eye on them because they are really moving to the left, really, you know, really far to the left with this Medicare for all plan, with this uh, Green New Deal thing. Um, so we got to keep an eye on those things, you know. But if one of those is go, if one of those people that it's like for the Green New Deal, if they get elected, um, I mean, something that that's that crazy, that's that outside of the mainstream probably wouldn't get passed through the senate or the congress anyway um but you know what they will try because they are always trying to take away your freedoms and that's why the most important thing is getting educated education education is key um educating your friends about libertarian message of less government less intervention in the economy less intervention in your lives right and uh you know, a non-aggressive, uh, following the non-aggression principle, essentially. I will not aggress against you if you do not aggress against me. And I will not ask the government or anybody to aggress against you and or against you on my behalf. Um, that's the libertarian message. And that's what we need to do is get that education out there. Because this is not the most important election of our lives. 
it's the most important time of our lives that the government does not take our freedoms away even more. So this is your place for clear vision on the 2020 election, I on 2020. Uh, let me help you see clearly all of these candidates, all the news, and that's what I'm here to do. So I appreciate you coming out today and listening, and uh, keep on coming back to I on 2020.